Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. What are we doing on this episode today, Dan? Uh, well, this is a mini. Normally on the Flophouse, we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. But every other week, we come to you with a marginally shorter, usually, episode where we just kind of do whatever. This time, I'm in charge. And Uh-oh. When Uh-oh. The, when this releases— <laughs> Don't uh, tell mom the babysitter's Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're listening to this, it uh, will have just been uh, Thanksgiving in America. And, of course, um, Thanksgiving and bad movies go together because— <laughs> Okay, I'll of, buy into uh, this premise. Please okay. explain. Well, we call bad movies turkey sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Golden mm. Turkey Awards mm. uh, was a was a big part of that. Uh, and then, of course, Mystery Science Theater has their annual Turkey Day Marathon. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there's a, a turkey trot where you run to a movie theater to watch a bad movie. Mm-hmm. And then you get the trots there. <laughs> yep. And yep. let's not forget the, the nation of Turkey, the president, uh, every year names his top worst movies of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then everyone yep. in Turkey has to watch them or be thrown in jail. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. In honor yeah. of this. But fair. <laughs> in honor of this <laughs> film food crossover, I have prepared a movie-based Thanksgiving feast. How so? Well, mm-hmm. I found a movie to represent each of the most common dishes you might find at a traditional American Thanksgiving meal. And as we know, you know, when you have a Thanksgiving meal, it's it ends up being kind of buffet family style often where you take what you want and maybe you don't take what you don't want or you take just a little bit so as to not hurt anyone's feelings. But there's so much food. You don't you don't have to eat everything. So Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Similarly here, I'm going to tell you a little bit about each movie. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me whether you're going to add that movie to your plate or not. Then I'll tell you one extra fact about that movie, see if that makes you more or less apt to take it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for each of these, I'm going to ask in real life, this is a food that you enjoy. Is this something that you would add to your Thanksgiving plate? <clears throat> yeah, I look okay. forward to asking you to remind me what the rules of this thing are. Hell well, yeah. no, I mean, I, I it, it's... Essentially a very simple idea, but I realized when writing it out that it, it's, it, it, you know, it'll take a little time. Okay. Best way to do it is to just get to it. So That's Awesome. We're going to start with the big one, Turkey. Oh, man. Centerpiece. Big dish. Mm-hmm. So to represent Turkey, the film that I've picked is uh, Turkey Shoot from 1982. Okay. This is directed by Brian Trichard Smith, the Ozploitation director who did BMX Bandit, Bandits and Dead in Drive-In, and also the Flophouse film Drive Hard. Ooh. And uh, Turkey Shoot stars Steve Railsback and Olivia Hussey. Mm. And uh, I'll give you the IMDb summary. In a dystopian future where deviants are held in re-education camps, a freedom fighter and an innocent prisoner try to survive their decadent oppressor's game of kill or be killed. So, you're going to add a slice of turkey to your cinematic plate? Is what Does this entice you? Yes. Yes or no? Yeah, I'm on board. Everything, everything you said about it makes me want to watch it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a lot of discussion on that, but Well, let's see. I mean, I mean it's got a dystopian no, like future. It. It's called Turkey Shoot, so I'm like, is this an Aardman movie? It's not, apparently. <laughs> um, but it's a Ozman movie because it's probably Australian. <laughs> I don't recognize any of the actors because they're, uh, you know, maybe— Not maybe, Olivia Hussey of Olivia uh, Hussey Romeo from, and Juliet? From Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet and many of them. Oh. Steve Railsback from The Stuntman and also Nuki. Guys, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's why That's I hang out with Smarty Pants, is they well, help me help fill in the blanks in my brain. Weirdos remember things. Is mm-hmm. uh, okay, well, so you, I don't have to sell it to— Now, I believe—I wonder if this is the fact you're going to tell us. I believe this is the movie they're watching in Dead End Drive-In. Uh, that is not the fact, but that is interesting. Too. I have I've seen this movie. I loved Dead End Drive-In. And I loved the uh, not-quite-Hollywood exploitation documentary. I was like, oh, let me check out Turkey Shoot. I don't want to influence you too much, but this one bored me a little bit more. than oh. it's, it's got its charms. But mm. Now, you've already added some to your plate. I'm going to ask you— Let's see if we're going to scrape it off. Well, if you scrape <laughs> it up or uh, scrape it off. Or add another or slice. Or get some seconds mm-hmm. here. Here's the extra fact. Trivia— 
The nude extras in the group shower scene were from a local hippie commune. Does that do anything for you one way or the other? Mm. Makes me a little bit less interested yeah, in watching really? it, to be honest. Actually, yeah. Mm. I want only professionals, please, in my nudity. Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, they like hippies are pretty professionally nude. <laughs> like they just That's stole true. It wasn't, wasn't like a security camera footage that they <laughs> yeah. repurposed. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're a little mixed now on on, on the turkey mm-hmm. movie. No, I'll st- look, dystopian, killer be killed, Steve Railsback and Olivia Hussey, I'll watch it, yeah. Guaranteed shower scene. Okay. And now for the culinary side of this, mm. turkey as Thanksgiving food. You going to add that to your plate? What do you think? I've never been a big turkey fan. It's a little dry. It's not particularly exciting. It's kind of like there to do it. I mean, I've I've definitely had good. It is there to do it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like it's there to like to it, but to you do need it. to have like a, you need <laughs> like to have other a, food, which is there for other reasons, not to eat. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take some. I like turkey. I don't love turkey breast meat because it is a little dry. Yeah. Turkey thighs, though, delicious. I love them. Yeah. The thigh is the best part of the chicken. It's the best part of the turkey. It's the best part. That, I haven't eaten a buffalo, but it's probably the best part of that, too. That roast turkey skin, too. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it's not my favorite meat, but, you know, if I'm at a traditional Thanksgiving, I'm going to take some turkey. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll still, I'm not a huge fan, but I'll still have some. And also, for the novelty, how often do you eat roast turkey for dinner? Very mm, rarely. Rarely. Yeah, with yeah. like a giant uh, giant napkin tucked into your shirt like a bib <laughs> with a giant cutlery to cut it up with. Like yeah, and a hat cartoon. with a buckle on it, like a pilgrim. None of yeah. these things are required for eating turkey. But <laughs> I'm not so sure, sure about that. you to get that shit all over yourself, dude. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, moving along. You can't have turkey without stuffing, of course. And you so can. to rep- represent stuffing, no, it's illegally. You can't, <laughs> you can't do it. Um, to represent stuffing, uh, I have chosen the film Stuffings. From 2021. Not the movie The Stuff. Okay, interesting. That's no, what I was expecting. Uh, it's direct, directed by Matthew J. Wilkinson, who uh, seems to be a director of low-budget horror, also from Australia. Mm-hmm. And the IMDb summary says... This is really good. I'm going to Australia in the new year, so mm-hmm. this is this is really going to be valuable knowledge for my yeah. education. And I, and I love that this quintessential American holiday is so far represented <laughs> by two Australian films. You're going to walk around being like, have you seen Stuffings? Have you seen Stuffings? <laughs> and they're like... Oh, oh, oh mate. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't understand. Uh, the uh, summary says a self-obsessed social media celebrity couple, celebrity couple, sorry, camp out in the Adelaide Hills on Christmas Eve only to stumble onto a community hiding a secret tradition to protect the 25th of December. Hmm. Seems more like Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. what is this, Die Hard or something? Uh, this the initial pitch has not warmed me to this stuffing. Mm. No, me either. I don't know how you would protect a day. I don't know what yeah. that. We're gonna, what that I'm gonna means. need more. Info. Well, what about this trivia? Trivia. Toward the end of filming, the police arrived on set, thinking something may have happened to director Matthew J. Wilkinson. After a local noticed fake blood all through his car, does that do anything for you, movie wise? Mm, I guess not there's, really. There's blood in blood. it. I mean, there's blood. It tells you there's blood. Okay. Well, you know it ends up in a car, mm-hmm. or it just spilled while they were transporting Adelaide. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, sorry, stuffing. Uh, cinematically, you're not on the plate. But mm-hmm. what do you guys think about stuffing as a food? Uh, I'm a I'm a fan. I mean, it's like bread, often some sausage, yeah. maybe maybe some like nuts for crunch or cranberries. Yum, yeah, yum, we yum. often have celery in ours for for crunch. I don't like yeah. it. I, I like it when it doesn't have like raisins or cranberries in it, though. As my Extra. as it's been stated, I am an anti fruit eater. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not I'm not with you on the general anti fruit. I'm not wild about it in stuffing. I'm also not wild about a cornbread stuffing. I'd rather. But you have are wild about Harry. Mm-hmm. And Harry's wild about me. Um, That's yeah, not what I me, heard. That's Harry's law we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, Harry's law states that you are wild about Harry, and Harry is also <laughs> reflexively wild about you. Honestly, to me, stuffing is the king of the Thanksgiving table. Uh, it is just carbs that has soaked up meat juice, mm-hmm. and uh, you can use it as a receptacle for gravy, which is the next oh, on the list. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Gravy. This is represented by the 2015 movie Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, works out. 
this film was directed by James Rode Rodriguez, who you may know as TV's Psych. Uh, I don't and, know uh, him as that. Well, just listen. To that this. was the show. Didn't you write that show? Didn't you I come did. up with the idea I, for that show? <laughs> that's true. I did have the premise for that show. I'm like, that would be a good idea for a show. And then a couple of years later, I'm like, oh, that's the show I thought would be a good premise. Um, anyway. Is that grounds that for I, a lawsuit? Like, told it to anyone. I just. Oh, then I you just, don't have grounds for a lawsuit. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. No, 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 no. no I mean, if that's it. the just, case, then I can take credit for any number of premises that I thought would be good. That I just never told anybody about it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, Avatar. I thought to, of that. I thought of Avatar. Yeah. Uh-huh, the yeah. only bragging rights I have was accurately <laughs> thinking of a good print. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did and nothing. Doing with nothing it. with it. Yeah, yeah. Sitting but on it. Sounds like this has an impressive cast. Gravy for a movie that I am unfamiliar with. Uh, Michael Weston, Jimmy Simpson, Gabourey Sidibe, Dulé Hill, Sarah Silverman, and a bunch of other people that I don't have time to mention. Um, and Busy here's man. the. Wow. Here's the summary. <laughs> Busy thinking up premises that he's not going to do a damn thing with. Yeah. The summary is, it's all, Hall- it's all Hallow's Eve. A trio of costume misfits with very special dietary requirements sees a Mexican cantina and force the <laughs> Is staff- this a Mad Libs movie? What's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they seize a Mexican cantina and force the staff to engage in a night of gaming, food, and libations. The only caveat is what's on the menu. So I was out, but then I heard they're uh, they're doing it's the gaming. (laughs) It's the gaming that got me back in. I can't wait. I want to see if they're like cracking out settlers or maybe doing (laughs) maybe doing like a Twilight Imperium game. A few hands of Dominion. Yeah, yeah, sure. Slathering himself in gravy. What do you? I thought Stu would be on when you heard that something was on the menu, since as we know in the Lord of the Rings films, they make a big deal out of meat being back on the menu. Mm. Uh, Yeah, because they they just they're going to eat some eat another orc. I'm going to say, maybe it's just because I was expecting, I, I wasn't expecting a movie about a different holiday to rear its head yet again in the, in our Thanksgiving game. But I'm going to say this one has not caught my attention just Okay, yet. well, how about this piece maybe. of trivia from IMDb? This is in the IMDb trivia section. All right. Here's some trivia for he's you. He's delivering this shit like he's Jareth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How about this trivia? In this scene, in the scene with Anson and Carrie in the supply closet, he says, "Oh no, I've said too much." She replies, "You haven't said enough." This is paraphrasing a lyric. Hard pass. Hard from pass. Mariam's losing my religion. Not interested. No, Does thank you. Okay, going in for seconds. I like what this movie serves. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of liking what. It's serving. What about gravy? The food? Are you? How are you gonna? Are you gonna take some gravy? I honestly don't usually take gravy, but sometimes I will. That is madness. Yeah, don't you like like your food wet? I like the taste. Well, that's why I eat the thigh because that's the wet part of the the, the bird. Yeah, but no, you, you like, slop like it up that, even yeah, more. You make it even wetter. Slop all over the place. <laughs> You're right. I guess you know what it could be. It could be drenched. It could just be no, dripping. It's yeah, concentrated meat flavor. Yeah, I'm into it in I'm, liquid form. I'm not like that's super strong. into like a country gravy. Mm-hmm. Like a it. sawmill, yeah, like, like sawmill a, like a white gravy, gravy? like a wet. Yeah, not, white. Not a oh, white I like gravy. that, but not not for this purpose. I like that on, on biscuits. Biscuit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good biscuit gravy. All right, you know what? I'll just drench my plate in gravy this year. <laughs> and did you know that in some cultures you would call uh, pasta sauce gravy? Yes, I do know that culture. Italy, Italian, <laughs> Brooklyn, Italian, Italian oh, okay. American in a certain part of the tri-state area. Yeah. Okay, well. Uh, I remember, I, I think I've talked to before possibly about when my uh, landlords in Brooklyn. Asked you said possibly, right? Po- Poss- yeah, when possibly. I might have, it was a possibility that I might have said, my landlords in Brooklyn, they asked me if I wanted to come down because I lived above them uh, for some macaroni and gravy. And I imagined macaroni noodles in turkey gravy. And I was like, that sounds terrible, but it was just spaghetti mm, and tomato sauce. Actually, I feel like that sounds pretty good. It's yeah, like a stroganoff know. almost. Okay, well, uh, before we go to our break, uh, there's one more food, uh, cinematic food I'm going to ask you about. Sweet potatoes, of course, a part of the plate. Often oh, are the they a part of the plate or their food you're eating off the plate? <laughs> their food you're eating. I, I don't want to eat a, I don't have a plate that's made of sweet potatoes. They're a component of a plate you might assemble. At Wait, so I have to make my own plate out of yes. sweet potatoes yes. before I, I get food off of it? Here, take these Legos. <laughs> 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 and by the way, some of the Legos are sweet potatoes. Did I forget to mention that? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, <laughs> Will Arnett's challenges are getting so strange in the later seasons of Lego Masters. You know, you may just have them in potato form. If you're from the Midwest, you might, or the South, uh, you might slap some marshmallows on there, mm-hmm. have a casserole. Weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind a marshmallowy sweet potato casserole, but I agree with you that like they're already sweet. It's in the name. You don't need yeah. the yeah. marshmallows. But um, yeah. anyway. But I do love to eat things from marshes. <laughs> we picked these mallows out of the marsh. <laughs> what kind of mallows are these? Are these? Where are these mallows from? A marsh? Um, <laughs> these are okay. field mallows. <laughs> <laughs> we have a selection of mountain mallows and, <laughs> and desert mallows. Ah, the mountain mallows call to me. Um, <laughs> so to represent this, I have the film Sweet Potato Pie. Mm, From 2004. And the summary goes like this. Taking its cue from the successful American Pie franchise, Dale (laughs) Steely's sex comedy Sweet Potato Pie follows the exploits of three friends named Chuck, Perry, and Trey. The threesome set out on a road trip to in order to try and shed their pesky virginity. Oh, oh it is pesky, isn't it? <laughs> it is pesky. Oh, I was getting leave, in the way. Leave you yeah. alone. And end up involved. Like a fly with, buzzing around your head. <laughs> like the fucking Scooby-Doo gang. And end up involved. <laughs> is that why with, the Scooby-Doo gang went on the road? <laughs> yeah. Get rid of their pesky virginity. Uh, end up involved with a sexually seasoned woman named Anaconda, a horny and overweight neighbor, and the title food. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys you gonna put a slice of this sweet potato pie on your movie plate? Um, I mean, I would mainly want to watch it in the company of our friend Chris Whites to see how he feels. <laughs> Whether about he has it. legal action that he yeah. wants to take. Yeah. I mean, you can't copyright the idea of pie. Yep. Or else Darren Aronofsky yeah. would have both of them in court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. True. That's, uh, that's actually why that dude drilled a hole in his head is he was trying to lose his pesky virginity. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, I heard that having sex is like is like putting your penis in your own brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to pass on this one as well. Okay, well, before you pass entirely, oh, okay. one more detail. Oh, that's right. There's oh, the yeah. trivia. This will turn it around, sure. Uh, well, You're about to walk away from the table <laughs> only to be pulled back in. <laughs> Hold on. Listen to this. There's no trivia, but the one item in IMDb's Quote section is this. It's from the character Trey. Okay. Okay, previously What's mentioned. What's crack-a-lacking? <laughs> That's the quote? Yeah, apparently the sweet potato pie oh, no. claims <laughs> that What's crack-a-lacking is a notable quotable solely from that movie. <laughs> Not just a bit of slang that people might say. Yeah. So does that uh, make you more or less interested? <laughs> I'm gonna say, I didn't think it was possible to dial down my interest any further, but it's, it is. It turns out, this one, much as Spinal Tap speakers go to 11, my speaker, my interest apparently goes to negatives numbers. I also so want to say that one. the what's crack-a-lacking appears in brackets in the quote section. I'm not sure why. Oh, because he's just it thinking like it. sounds like it's a stage yeah. direction yeah. or something. Yeah. Walk yeah. in with the feeling of what's crack-a-lacking. Yeah. But don't say it. <laughs> well, let's move on to what are your feelings about sweet potatoes, the food? What do you, what do you are you going to put on some sweet potatoes there? I might. We eat a lot of sweet potatoes in my house, and I've, I before I, I don't really I didn't love them growing up, but I like the way my wife cooks them, so maybe I'll have some. Yeah, I'm a fan. I kind of prefer them to be roasted, ideally, mm. and not with marshmallows because that or with like brown sugar. Oh yeah, we like always we always roast them until they're crisp. We never uh, we never put any other sweet stuff on them. My wife is a uh, is offended by sweet potatoes because she doesn't think they deserve to also have the name potato to share the name potato with actual potatoes yeah. because interesting they, uh, okay well I yes I can see how one would feel that way because I know that there's a potato mania among many many people love potatoes I I am sort of mid on potatoes I don't you know like they can be good I don't I'm not like I've never been nutty for fries like some people are. I mean, fries and, uh, are delicious. I mean, fried potatoes are objectively delicious. I will delicious. eat them. Like sometimes they're great. I'm just saying that, like sometimes I don't have the I don't have the craving for a potato dish that a lot of people do. I see. And uh, I, yeah, I would take some sweet potatoes partly because, as starches go, it's a healthy one. 
It actually that's, that's why of, we and that's why we have them a lot at our houses. I, we like potatoes in our family, but it is healthier to have a sweet potato than a than a proper potato. Ironically, the the one time that something sweet mm-hmm. is healthier. Like normally, normally if you want a, a tart, you uh, you don't want to eat sweet tarts because they're too bad for you. But if you mm-hmm. eat regular tarts, they're fine. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, it was a long a walk, but I think tart. I got to where I was going. <laughs> like a lemon tart. <laughs> um, hey, oddly enough, with a with a premise like this, this show does have sponsors, and one of them <laughs> is Aura Frames. Finding the perfect gift can be really hard sometimes, and that's where Aura Frames comes in. Named the number one best digital frame by Wirecutter, they're an easy, thoughtful gift to get your loved ones. And, uh, you know, this is a... I agree this is a great gift to give people because, especially in your family, because it puts the focus on, like, you can display photos of your family. Parents and grandparents love getting a digital picture frame already preloaded with pictures of their kids and grandkids. They love it. And I I have one of these things, and I I really like it because, you know— What do you put pictures in of it? Most of all, I mean, you know, mostly— I like my hidden folder to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did. No, that is one of the brilliant things about the frame. You you specify what folder it is, so there are no accidents. <laughs> Oops. Oh. Um, but uh, no. Like I, in the hit, like in the hit comedy, Sex Frame. Huh. Uh, <laughs> what's that? What, so what was that called? The one that was like, it's all in the cloud. The sex tape. Sex tape. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, no. I picture like pictures of me and Audrey. Uh, pictures of the cats. You guys show up in some of the pictures that are oh, on there. That's sweet. Oh, and you're like, oh, those fucking guys. <laughs> I mean, if you live in this modern world, I, I feel like if you're anything like me, you take pictures, they're on your phone, you forget about them. You don't yeah, want to delete them, at them because that's, you know, like then they're gone. But it's like, like erasing you know, your past. That's the only copy yeah. you have. Uh-huh. But that's what the movie Eraser them. is about. And so, mm-hmm. and the movie nice Eraser have- Head. <laughs> It's nice to have a way to get those photos out in front of your eyes rather than hidden away mm-hmm. on your phone. Uh, you can upload as many pictures as you want before and after it's shipped out from anywhere. So if you want to gift someone, like Elliot said, you can preload it. And you don't great have gift. to agonize over choosing just one perfect photo. There's unlimited storage and grandpa or mom or whoever can swipe the top of the frame to see everything and pick their favorites as well. So if you want to make holiday shopping easier than ever, Give a thoughtful gift that they will love. You can get an Aura frame from now through Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Ooh, oof, that's close. Visit AuraFrames.com and get $40 off their best-selling Carver mat frame with the code FLOP. This is the best deal of the year, so get yours now. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com with the promo code FLOP. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, speaking of, uh, keeping your digital stuff safe, uh, today's episode is sponsored in part by NordVPN. NordVPN is easy to use. You can connect with one click or enable auto connect for zero click protection. Uh, NordVPN has amazing speed. It's confirmed by the speed tests. That's right. The speed zone. NordVPN (laughs) is the fastest VPN out there and it works on up to six devices on every major platform. And this is a key point for, uh, I think, some of our Flophouse listeners. NordVPN can be used to watch TV and films not available in your region by switching your virtual location. That's huge because in this era of streaming, so much stuff is being stripped away. You can't always find what you're looking for, and NordVPN might be able to help. So to get our exclusive discount off of all, uh, off of your NordVPN plan, plus four months for free, go to HTTPS. Uh, backslash backslash nordvpn.com slash flophouse. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash flophouse. We've also got a Jumbotron message, and this Jumbotron is a little bit different than usual. Usually we say who it's for and who it's from, but this time the Jumbotron writer has withheld that information to make the subject of the Jumbotron guess if it's really for them. Uh, It'll be revealed at the end of the message. So the message begins. See if you can guess who you are. Here are some hints. Bagels, cold brew, indica, Stella, Jason, Franklin, army stew, Fefu Frost, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, I don't know what it is, Squishy, Junkie, 
If you can't tell it's you yet, you're more adult-pated than I thought. Happy 28th birthday, Nathan. Love your hero, Richard. Thanks for being my Judy through law school, the bar, and beyond. So, Nathan, I hope you guessed it ahead of time. Uh, And we've, but hey, it's no mystery that the Flophouse would like to go on tour again. And you know what? It is. So, guys, let's take a moment to talk about the Flophouse Grand West Coast Tour, starting Mm. and ending in late January, because it's four stops, all Mm. in a row. One of them, unfortunately, we cannot quite announce just yet, but the other ones I'm happy to announce will be in Portland, Oregon, at the Aladdin Theater on Thursday, January 25th. We'll be in San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Club as part of San Francisco Sketch Fest on Friday, January 26th. And we'll be in Los Angeles at the Regent Theater on Sunday, January 28th. Eighth, we're very excited. We haven't done a lot of live shows. We just had our video shows, and they were super fun. We're going to be doing these again. We're going to pick the movies soon. It's going to be great. We can't wait been, to get out. I've been picking out all these outfits to wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that Stewart's process. He starts with the outfits. Uh-huh. We're going to be part Stuart of Stewart has new shirts that he probably wants to wear. Probably yeah. shirts. We're, probably pants. It's going to be part <laughs> of San Francisco Sketch Fest, which we wanted to be a part of for years, and they finally let us in. So we're very mm-hmm. excited about it. So that's important. We're finally Oregon. tall enough to enter. I believe. It turns out the secret yeah, yeah. was asking. <laughs> it turns out all we had to do was ask. Uh, Portland, yeah. Oregon, January twenty fifth. San Francisco, January twenty sixth, and Los Angeles, January twenty eighth. Uh, to buy tickets and for all that information, again, go to the events section of flophousepodcast.com if Dan remembers to put it up, and hopefully he will. We're all pulling for him. We're all going to give him our thoughts and prayers that he remembers to put that information up there on the events section of flophousepodcast.com. But hey, guess what? If you're not on the West Coast, you can still see us, just not in person, but through your computer screen because Flop TV keeps a rolling on, just like Old Man River, but with fun, but funnier, and also with us instead of some weird river that's uh, really an old man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our next episode is December 2nd. That'll be a Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and we're talking about a movie that, until we talk about it, I'm not quite sure I'm that it not exists. Sure it exists. And that's Ballistic X versus Sever, a movie that we had to go to extreme lengths to find a copy of <laughs> in order to watch. Uh, it's going to be fun. This is a movie we've talked about as a reference for years, but none of us have seen it, and it's going to be super fun to find out who X and Sever are. Yeah, we had, we had to break into what the made Lucy Lou <laughs> to get a copy. As you know that she's like an acclaimed painter? That's a, that's a side I believe thing it. She cool. seems like she's got a real artistic yeah. soul. She's not always X or Sever, whichever one whichever she is. One. We'll find out. That's December 2nd, two, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to theflophouse.simpletix.com for tickets to watch us talk about it live. If you can't make it to the live broadcast, that's okay. As always, your ticket or season pass, if you get one, gives you access to the recorded video of the show. And if you get a season pass, it gives you access to all of the shows we've done. They will be up through January since our last episode is the beginning of January. So you have through January to watch those episodes. If you want to buy a ticket, a season pass on January 23rd and watch all the episodes in a row, just binge it, go for it. I won't stop you. Go ahead and do it. No, do it. Go so na- that's all get the- nasty. That's all the Flophouse-specific announcements. I want to say I have two personal things to promote. Uh, when this episode comes out, it'll be the end of the week when Hades number 4 is in comic shops. That's my series, Disney Villains Hades, which I've been writing for Dynamite Comics. It's a five-issue miniseries. It's a heist set in ancient Greece in mythological times, and it's super fun and funny. Uh, the artist on it, Alessandro Ronaldo, sorry, Alessandro Rinaldi, is doing a great job on it. I really love the way it looks. So that's Hades in comic stores now, and beginning of December— You'll be able to tune in to the 99% Invisible feed to hear the Power Broker podcast that Roman Mars and I are doing. I'm super excited about that, too. In the first episode, we're talking to Conan O'Brien about the work of Robert Caro. I think it'll be a real fun series. This is the introductory episode. You don't have to have read any of the Power Broker yet. This is to get you up to speed on what the book is and why you should spend the next year reading it along with us. Also, my bar minis just got a new sweatshirt design, and it goes on sale this week. It was designed by an artist and friend of the bar, Juan Pablo Ayala, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. The sweatshirts are $50 plus shipping, and a portion of the sale will go to a charity called To Write on Her Arms in His Memory. Uh, To order uh, one in time for the holidays, go over to Minnie's Bar BK on Instagram and follow the link in our bio, baby. Oh, darling, why won't you accept my love? My dear, even though you are a duke, I could never love you. You, you... 
borrowed a book from me and never returned it. <gasps> Save yourself from this terrible fate by listening to Reading Glasses. We'll help you get those borrowed books back and solve all your other reader problems. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I'm Emily Heller. And I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. We've been doing our podcast for over 10 years. When we started, it was about trying to learn something new every episode. Now it's about us trying to actively get stupider. And it's working. <laughs> Hang out with us and you'll hear us chat about... Gardening. Horses. Various problems with our butts. And all the weird stuff that makes us horny. That's so weird, all that stuff. <laughs> Baby Geniuses, a show for adult idiots. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby Geniuses, we know everything. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. All right. So, back to, I don't know, the many. I was going to say back to the game. It's not a game. It's just kind of just a It's chat. a conversation. Life's, life's yeah. a game. Yeah. And play we all hard. play our part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, next, the next dish. Sure is cranberry sauce. And the film representing cranberry sauce is from 1910. It's a short film. It's called A Jar of Cranberry Sauce or The Crime in Room 13. And, uh... L.A., is this your favorite movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not familiar with it, I mean, but it I'm looking to find out more. It is from 1910, so it's probably your favorite movie, right? Yeah, yeah, Probably. Uh, the That's IMD- not even the kind of old movie I like the best. <laughs> the IMDb summary is a long synopsis of the entire short from uh, <laughs> courtesy of something called Moving Picture World. So I will just give the first paragraph of that. Uh, the story starts with the departure for the metropolis of Silas, a farmer, but nobody's fool. His wife, out of the goodness of her heart, insists on putting up a lunch for him in spite of his protest that he is going to stop at a first-class hotel and buy the things to eat. She wins him over to her way of thinking by putting in a jar of his favorite cranberry sauce, and he takes his departure with it, and a cheerful countenance in consequence thereof. So, that's the beginning of... I feel like I, I, feel like I don't have to watch it now. Right? A jar of cranberry sauce or the crime in room 13. That is That is just... The very beginning of a oh, okay. just a, long, a dull, yeah, that's a little moose bouche for this movie. So uh, I don't know. You slapping some of the sauce? You know what? You know, I think I got to find out what happens with that sauce. Yeah, I got to find yeah. out. I'll watch it. How long no is sauce the movie? For used to? No sauce for me. Uh, let me look that up while uh, you discuss cranberry sauce a bit more. Or this normally movie. I'm no. a real sauce freak, but this time I'm saying hold that, a hold that sweet jar. juice. Now, I, now, if we're talking about cranberry sauce, the food, I don't want any of that. Keep it off my plate. No, well, thank you. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get mm-hmm. to it. The short, well, I'm I, just I, trying to fill the space as you I research. Know, I'm sorry. Sorry. a sauce guy? Well, do you, you like, asked me a question you like dips that I didn't have guy? an answer to. And it turns out there is no time listed oh. on IMDb. So I don't know how long the short Let's could be anywhere from five see. minutes to yeah. five million years. Uh, here, Here's the next part of it um, to see whether I'll give you a little more to see whether you're more or less enticed. And the little more is that I could not find any additional information about this film, Mm. (laughs) not just on IMDb, but by searching Google with the title. So does that mystery entice you? Yeah, I want the answers to those questions now. Yeah, this 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 the the, it is a very intriguing title. I got to say, a jar of cranberry sauce, uh, semicolon or comma the crime in room thirteen. I'm guessing it's not that exciting a crime though. Like that's the kind of thing you see in a lot of those silent shorts. It'll be like, it'll be, you know, uh, a hunk of ham or her indelicate proposition. And it turns mm-hmm. out it's like, you know, somebody invited the wrong person to a party or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, the food, let's move on to the food. Sure. Are you, are you putting, now, now Elliot said no cranberry sauce. I guess this no, is not surprising given his anti-fruit stance. Exactly. Um, I'm nothing if not consistent in this one instance. Stuart, what do you guys This is my consistent instant with Elliot Taylor. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess I'd be, I'm tempted if it isn't the like stuff that comes out of a can. Mm -hmm. The like, the like log of gel. Now, some people that is their preferred because of course it's what they grew up with and they have a nostalgic attachment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I would say that I do not like the can stuff. Sometimes, 
take a little bit of the good the good stuff to go with the turkey. I understand how it might add a little like tartness to cut through the richness of everything else, but I agree. I'm not really a fan. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I had like a UTI or something, I might. Mm -hmm. Then it's very helpful. Then it's because cranberries do promote urinary tract health, which, and as someone who has had more than one kidney stone, you know, I should be having more cranberry stuff, possibly. And like marshmallows, comes out of a bog, comes out of that swampy, marshy ground. So That's a good question, Allie. Do you drink juice? Do you like any juices? You no, don't I don't like any juice. Okay. No, oh, you like should drink. Uh, I've been really into like beet juice lately. I don't. Yeah. It's, real, it's good for your heart. I mean, it I like good beets. For heart health. I don't know if I want to drink the juice though. How does it taste? Oh, I mean, earthy, it's usually like sweet and earthy. Yeah, it's okay. earthy. Swirthy. I usually, I'll usually have it like mixed with some ginger. Mm, that sounds. So good. it's got a little zing. Yeah, okay. I like zing. I'll try it. You know, I'll try it. I'll have that instead of cranberry sauce. I'll have beet sauce with ginger on my, <laughs> okay. on my Thanksgiving sure, meal. Why not? Well, let's move on to mashed potatoes. Ooh. And the film that represents mashed potatoes Mash. at this cinematic <laughs> feast <laughs> is called, it's, it's also a short. This one's from 2020. It's called Mashed Potato Face. And the summary is a potato based killer intrudes upon a family in the middle, middle of dinner. Okay, that sounds terrifying. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, potato-based it's a, killer. I mean, to it's take something delicious killer. like a potato and make it a make it a danger. Yeah. Sure. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, let's say I'm interested. I'll, I'll take I'll take a scoop of mashed potatoes. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I'll try it too. Yeah. I want to see how he's how this killer is pota- potato based. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it like a carbon based life form, and this is a potato based life form? Or, yeah. yeah. Or is it, uh, does he beat people to death with a Mr. Potato Head, or shove potatoes in their mouths until they we're gonna they find choke? Out. Or? Well, I've already won you over clearly, but does it does it improve or uh, deprove? Dissuade? Mm-hmm. I don't deprove. I, yeah, I don't saying that wrong. Uh, does it entice you more or less to learn that the tagline for this movie is mashed potatoes? I don't like, I don't get it. I don't like that. Don't understand. <laughs> well, it's just mashed potatoes with extra A's in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, what is that supposed that to? That makes me less interested. Well, yeah, I don't know what that's meant to signify. I'm still going to do it. Yeah, I'm still watching it, I guess. I mean, it's a I'm short, right? I'm guessing that that's, you know, with, this is just my idea based on nothing that's probably what the killer says hmm. walks around going uh, mash well, check, check the quote section let me check the quote section oh no it's, he says what's crack a lacking apparently <laughs> no, they invented no. that wow <laughs> I feel like that's uh they're stealing that huh? now mashed potatoes <laughs> this this is a this is a classic food i assume everyone's going to have some mashed potatoes i actually honestly i'm i've been pulling back from mashed potatoes lately because yeah. especially if it's uh no it's the uh, especially if I get them from somewhere else, it's too much dairy. It just yeah. fucks me up. Oh, I understand that. I love mashed potatoes. I had mashed potatoes with my dinner last night. I don't need to wait for Thanksgiving. I can have them whenever I, I can. I can do mashed potatoes all by myself. You know? Oh wow, that's really great. You can do the mashed potato. Can you do the twist though? I can do the twist. Now tell me, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, where'd you go? I was naming all the dances <laughs> that I do. <laughs> I was mansplaining to you all the dances that I know how to do now, and you left. Hold on. Thousands of them. Well, just one thousand. Uh, you know, Stu. I had dinner. Well, he uh, doesn't say our, he knows the thousand dances. Just that he's right. been to the land of a thousand dances. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. We had a, a friend's pre-Thanksgiving dinner that included our our mutual friends John and Mary. Okay, uh, it was one. Wasn't one that I was, was throwing. I didn't uh, deny you from this. This this wasn't dinner. a party where everybody talked shit about me the whole no, time. No, no, no. Yeah. This is a. <laughs> <laughs> this is people that uh, you're not friends with uh, who invited us all. Is that possible? Stuart is friends to all. He's like Gamera. I, yeah, I am a lot like fucking Gamera. I'm a flying turtle, <laughs> possibly with nuclear powers. But, you know, John and, Mary are, John and Mary are vegan. We made vegan mashed potatoes. Uh, Audrey made them. And uh, very the, good. Okay. What's how do you, what's how What makes it's them vegan? vegan butter. What? Vegan Be- butter. What's vegan, vegan butter? That's from plant milk? Made mostly made with nuts. Okay. Like a nut butter? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like peanut butter? But my nuts even testicles. Like semen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, if if dairy's your problem, we learned that vegan mashed potatoes taste just as good. Yeah, don't blame the potato for it. Okay. All right. Up next. That was a maybe not an important digression, but it happened anyway. 
I, 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 but we have. I'm glad we can get back to the very important business of the episode, though. So, mm-hmm. yep, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Key stuff. People are on tenterhooks. Uh, the next food is green bean casserole. Now, uh, for the movie that I picked for this, oddly enough, there's not a lot of green bean casserole themed films out there. I don't so believe I, that. I picked one of the first movies that popped up when I put in green bean casserole, and that is The Life and Times of Hank Greenberg from 1998. <laughs> so this gets to the interesting... Well, talk, tell us about it, Dan, because this gets to the interesting thing I want to say about casseroles in general. Uh, yeah, the summary is The Life and Career of Hank Greenberg, the first major Jewish baseball star in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm going to say is growing up Jewish and being Jewish... There's not a lot of casserole in my life. Aside from like Kugel, there's not really a lot of casserole, I feel like, in the Jewish-American world that I grew up in. So we right. eat green beans, but they're usually like, you know, like steamed or something like that, salted maybe a little bit. Like there's not – but they're not baked into a casserole. That being said, I have had green bean casseroles that I like, but you're not going to find them in our house. We don't do a lot of casseroling, and I don't think Hank Greenberg did a lot of it either. So come along, Hank. Let's get out of here. Well, I'll speak to this issue more once we hit the the food section. But uh, oh, okay. you, you're you're uh, oh, but I'll so see you're going to take some movie of you're going to I mean, slap some movie on your plate. I'll take some. I mean, as the as the as the father. That's the of name a, of this episode, right? Slap some movie on your plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as the father of a baseball loving Jewish kid, I think I have to watch this movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve, what do you say? Okay. Uh, I'm going to need this? more. I'm going to need more convincing. Okay. Well, does it convince you more to learn that the tagline is? When America needed heroes, a Jewish slugger stepped to the plate. Yes, I'm immediately sold. The tagline is I need a hero. The tagline is so it's baseball? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baseball you're holding you're out for now? a hero and a Jewish slugger has I think I remember when role. this movie came out. I remember in the trailer yeah. they talked to Walter Matthau about being a fan of Hank mm-hmm. Greenberg when he's because it was like it was the same way that Sandy Koufax was in the '60s. It was like all the all the Jewish boys were they finally had a, a player they could relate to, you know. Well, let's get back to the food. Uh, you know, as a Midwestern boy, had a lot of green bean oh, casseroles. Everything's casserole over there. Yeah, stick it in the casserole. Uh, why not? Yeah, culturally, <laughs> casseroles yeah. loom large. Not so much in. My particular household, but if we went to a church potluck or something, lots of casseroles. And your parents were a big fan of the music of Mama Casserole. <laughs> Mama Cass a roll. Likewise to you, though, like other cultures, I think that uh, I made some a year or two back. I think that Audrey, as a Filipino, was like, "What is this? Yeah, what is? Why are you doing this? Why?" Um, I'm like. The reason is it's a way to get fried onions. <laughs> it is because a delivery fri- method for fried onions. <laughs> fried onions on their own would be sinful. But when you buried them in a casserole, Jesus yes. can't see. The baby Jesus can't no- <laughs> notice the fried onions. <laughs> Put some green beans around and slopped some <laughs> cream of mushroom soup in there. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, the fried onions are the best part for sure. Yeah. There's a reason uh, you just eat them Do you like separately. this casserole? Stuart? No, I don't know. There's something about cream of mushroom soup that never really uh, that never really worked for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I'll like it some. on its own. I like it as the ingredient in No, the I know. There's something about the like combination of something that I can't quite explain. <laughs> like when I can't <laughs> – when I have trouble like dividing the ingredients in my head, it makes – I don't know. There's something about it. Uh Okay. All right, so split on green bean casserole, but uh, it's time for dessert. I think there's a reason there's not a lot of casserole restaurants. Yeah. Uh, Dessert time. We're going to pull out. There's a a space in the market, though, I guess. Yeah. Maybe let's do it. (laughs) Sharks. Sharks. I would like to pitch my casserole restaurant. (laughs) Uh, Stuart, sharks eat fish. Come on. All right. Pumpkin pie. Fish casserole. Pumpkin Pie, represented in this case by the television movie. This better not be about a movie a movie where someone has sex with a pumpkin pie. I've, we've, had, <laughs> we've already talked enough about pie sex. Now, the movie is Pumpkin Pie Wars from 2016. It's a TV movie from Stephen R. R. Monroe, who started as a B-horror director with uh, films like the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. But he seems to have pivoted into these television holiday romances with other titles like a harvest wedding, a bramble house, 
a, sorry, a Bramble House Christmas. Oh, because a Bramble House could be a good horror title too. Yeah. <laughs> and I like this title, USS Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's either some kind of Christmas ship or it's a Soviet movie and the yeah. USSR is celebrating Christmas. So I, I'm going to read the summary of the plot of this and let me know if this sounds familiar to you but different. Uh, Ten years ago, Faye and Lydia each opened their own bakeries in Emeryville, Ohio, after a personal and professional fallout during a local pumpkin pie contest. This is Little Italy. Now, little yep. Italy all over again. <laughs> yep, that's what I was now thinking Now their too. children and co-workers, Casey and Sam, are set to carry on the rivalry as but they go head-to-head in, head in the same contest. There's only one problem. For these two people who are supposed to hate each other, they start to fall in love. That's what yeah. always happens. Little Italy. Pumpkin pies instead of pizza pies. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that Audrey and I watch this as we are mm, yeah, fans of right. the holiday pap that gets churned out. Um, mm -hmm. The holiday work of Joseph Pap, founder of the public theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? You, you into pumpkin pie wars? <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, how dare they <laughs> steal Little Italy's plot? How dare they, sir? Yeah, Little Italy's original, never been seen before, <laughs> of two houses at war. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm gonna uh, say I'm I like gonna trash. Say, I'm gonna say no, uh, but maybe you, maybe you can tell me something that'll pique my interest. Because the thing well, that Little Italy, had, which a movie I did not particularly like, what Little Italy <laughs> had going for it was at least it was set in the world of. New York Italians, which is a world I feel comfortable in and love, as opposed I thought to it was Toronto. Italians. Yeah, that was the thing. It was Canada. That's but they still talked like New York. You're right. It was Toronto Italians. But they they're big city Italians. And Hayden Christensen, he really brought it, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he really he, brought, he really he, believed his family came over here from from a from a uh, uh, Kiberi or something. Yeah, but, uh, from Naboo. Um, <laughs> the uh, that kid's that kid's got the juice, you know. Not a lot of actors got the juice anymore, but he does. You know uh -huh. what I mean? I forgot that movie was Juiciest in Toronto. Actor. That's right. But Toronto is the New York of Canada. So. Uh, okay. In sound off in the comments, people in not that Toronto. It replaces I, 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 New York in movies that, all the time. The, the idea that anyone in Toronto would be offended to be called the New York of Canada. Bring them to me. I'll tell them why that's a nice thing to, to learn. Well, Elliot, let me try and convince you. This is set uh, in Ohio, which is kind of a shadowy, strange world that I'm not familiar with. Let me see if I can convince you... Uh, for this movie with the only trivia available. Okay. This was Claims aired. to have coined the phrase, what's crack a lacking? <laughs> the only trivia in its trivia section aired as the third of four original films in the Hallmark Channel's 2016 Fall Harvest lineup, which fulfills its obligation of being trivial. <laughs> that is a <laughs> truly yeah. trivial piece of information. Who's in this movie? I don't, you know how these movies go. This, you know, someone who was a star in some TV show 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the, it says the family patriarch is played by Werner Herzog. <laughs> we must win this sweet potato competition. <laughs> is it sweet it's potato pumpkin? pumpkin? Oh, I, they're all the same. Empty, empty at their heart. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It was. Um, a, it was a, he, he would. He would, actually. He would say. He would, he would say. Son, it is time for you to take the reins of the pie shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would be a pie maker. Uh, well, let's pivot to truly to make a perfect pie is to spit in the eye of God, mm -hmm. to say I too can create. Yummy, yummy. There's nothing better than a <laughs> pumpkin pie. Mm. <laughs> So let's uh, let's pivot to the uh, the food side of things. You gonna walk away with a slice of pumpkin pie at the end of your Thanksgiving meal? Absolutely, I love that shit. Love it. Absolutely, yeah. love it. None for me, thank you. Not a fan of the taste of pumpkin, and especially in my house, we always make the same kind of chocolate pie that is delicious. So if I can have some of that, why am I gonna eat pumpkin pie? Come on, mm. chocolate, I the best tasting a, thing that exists. I, look, I like chocolate. I'm not a fan of chocolate pies. I don't. Those mm. are I. Would you describe yourself as a chocoholic? Uh, I would not. <laughs> as, <laughs> I would not as a recovered chocoholic. <laughs> I, I actually rarely have chocolate. I like pumpkin pie. I'll say that I, of the Thanksgiving pies, I prefer a pecan or a pecan pie, depending on where well, you are. You make the, the rules. Country. You could have made that the pie that you were. You were but it's doing. less traditional. You yeah, look, that's I'm true. Going through yeah. the most 
But yeah, of course. I'll have some pumpkin pie. Good stuff. Two thumbs up. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm only, a pie guy. <laughs> for me, there's only one holiday pumpkin should be part of H. Ween. Make that <laughs> carve that thing into a spooky face. Make it a skull or something. And then Put a throw candle it in the in trash. It. Let it rot let it on the slowly tree. Rot. <laughs> let it slowly rot on your doorstep. It makes it even scarier. Then throw <laughs> it away. And it gets all wet and gross and it falls apart in your hands while you're trying to carry it to the garbage yeah. can. That's what the I call a holiday. About mortality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you for uh being with us for this many. Uh happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate in this country. Thank you for uh, sharing this time with us. Uh, if you liked this podcast, uh, go over to MaximumFun.org. Check out the other great podcasts they have there. Some of them are funny. Some of them give information. Some of them do both. Uh, this one yeah. barely achieved either. <laughs> this barely was a thing. This was an idea that I had and was like, sure, that's good enough. Let's do it. Good enough. I will say, though, Dan, it gives us a great opportunity to say that we are thankful for our listeners. And mm-hmm. I personally am thankful for you two guys. So thanks for being oh. a part of my life and doing this show with me. And thank you, listeners, for Likewise. giving us a reason to talk every couple of weeks. Uh, we, we talk more than that, but it means we have mm-hmm. to talk to each other, which is great. We have a reason always to get together you like know, a family. You guys are too foods I will always put on my plate. <laughs> uh, thanks. I, um, I'll appreciate the spirit behind the sentiment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you like podcasts in general, not just this one, maybe go over to MaximumFun.org. Check out the other great podcasts on our network. That's MaxFun. Um, if you want to Check us out on social media. Maybe go over to Instagram as X continues to devolve into a help it. Uh, And if you you want to learn more about X and Sever, join us on December 2nd (laughs) for Flop TV. Um, If you want to help us out beyond uh, being a member of Maximum Fun, why don't you go over to Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, leave us a good review. Not a bad one. Why put out negativity in the world? Just focus on a good one. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jack. says the ho- says the host and creator of a podcast shitting on movies. That's true, <laughs> except for I think we do it in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, um, out of a spirit of of hope and love. Yeah, yeah, our butts are clean when the poop comes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to Howell Dotty. I think Werner Herzog said that also, right? <laughs> thank you What's to correct? Howell like Dotty. Uh, actually, Alex <laughs> Smith, but he goes by the name Howell Dotty on. The internet. I'm trying to do the wrap up. I'm getting so distracted. Uh, thank you, Alex, for being our producer. Uh, but for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. Hey, I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Ellie Kalen saying, what's crack a lacking, everyone? <laughs> Maximum Fun, a worker owned network of artist owned shows, supported directly by you.